No, I think the connection to birtherism is definitely something I've thought about before. Um, and yeah, to be honest, I really never paid attention to Russiagate, but like maybe I should have. I always seemed really like confusing and strange to me. How do, how well, do I think the problem with Russiagate, Russiagate was a conspiracy by and for wonks. Mm -hmm. right. Right. So that's why it was dumb and boring. But, but they but, did yeah. have their own, like their own shamans, and yeah, they had but also, yeah. but also, what's interesting is that like Russiagate and the QAnon stuff also represent like a particular kind of universal departure. Because with Russiagate, it was about like institutions being corrupted, and you yeah. could root them out, and you could have these lovely institutions back, right? So mm. the idea was that they were fine, and then they got corrupted externally. Mm. Whereas with, like with QAnon, it's very much like, well, they were fucked before; they're fucked now. Yeah. Um, and this is why I think there's like a huge kind of energy towards like a form of, or what yeah. will end up being like forms of vigilantism, right? So it's kind of like, yeah. well- It's got much you know, more if, of an yeah. immediacy to it. It's got, you know, right. this sort of sense that this is the very, very last chance. Yeah. And some of that is like informed by like, apocaly like apocalyptic narratives yeah. that have sort of been a feature of mm. American popular culture for like since its inception and everything. But like a lot of it is also just down to like this kind of general feeling of helplessness and this general feeling that like things can't get materially better. So you'll kind of partake in whatever participatory form of politics you have left. Um, mm. which in some cases is like storming the capital. But like, I remember when we spoke about this on a previous episode, like one of the things we did sort of like talk about was like, you know, in, in places like the UK, for example, that might emerge in the form of like volunteer pedophile, like hunters yeah. and, mm. uh, like mosque, uh, you know, volunteer mosque inspectors and stuff like that. Right. <laughs> yeah. Um, That's right. Yeah, there's like different forms of car to make sure people are washing their feet. <laughs> um, the funniest thing, the funniest thing about Russiagate for me, as a as a person of Russia, uh, you know, is that uh, I think that there's like a, a thing where like uh, liberals imagine that like Russian intelligence is like a Bond villain, when in fact what Russian intelligence is is like a hundred guys who are all the Joker and none of them talk to each other. And so like everything it does is like completely chaotic and you can't make sense of it because neither can Vladimir Putin. I think he spends most of his time going like, for fuck's sake, why have you done that? Like that's like, and so like the, with the emails thing, the Russians were totally involved in that. But like, what does it, it doesn't mean anything. Like, yeah, they're involved in all kinds of shit. So are you. Mm -hmm. Like what, what do you think goes on in the world, right? And so, but the irony of it is, is that that was the point at which like the libs completely lost their mind and then also the right completely lost their mind. And so it is the last point at which the Russians have ever needed to fuck around in American politics because like since then the Americans have been doing it to themselves. <laughs> that's right. I think I, I think that's broadly right. And but like also the, the, the similarities to Russiagate, you can see more things. You have your sacred texts, you have like your steel dossier. And instead of Q, you have Robert Mueller. Um, who invented the yogurts? Yeah, and then the different. Uh, although I, I think then the, and but because again it was a sort of a PMC conspiracy theory, mm. um, and you at no point did you have this like you know the the charge of the of the light brigade uh, into the Senate. Rather, yeah. you I just had people. I think it's also a bit of a like oh, marketing failure as well. You know, we were kind of talking mm. about sort of um, at the very beginning, Donald Trump as a kind of branding genius. But one thing, so when all Stop the Steal was going on, I like really sat down and basically drove myself insane trying to figure out exactly what they thought had happened, like how the election had been stolen. 
Um, and like what I found were there like a few different like competing conspiracy theories and essentially like the most fun, most dynamic one won. Um, so they had like some kind of slightly boring stuff about how the election laws that had been passed to allow postal voting actually hadn't been passed by the right legislature, blah, 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 and that sort of stuff, which was like really tedious and um, boring. And then you've got Sidney Powell and the Dominion machines, which are being operated by Hugo Chavez from Beyond the Grave and stuff like that. <laughs> That's so much more exciting. Astrally projecting Hugo Chavez. That's so much more exciting. And of course, it was the one that, that like, uh, you know, uh, energized people. Because it's not just kind of, you know, like nebulous legalistic wrongdoings. It's like, you know, like um, it's exciting. It's like techie. It's kind of got a bit of a sort of like action film thing uh, feel to it, you know, mm. or like a spy film feel. Mm. Um, and I never really felt like Russiagate had that. Or maybe, maybe that's because I wasn't paying attention, as I said. No, it didn't have Hugo Chavez dying and going to another dimension to hunt nonces and interfere in elections. <laughs> yeah, and that may- <laughs> maybe it should have, do you know? Yeah. Yeah. I th- we could we could really have given the 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 Russia Gate people some advice on like look if you want to well they didn't want to whip people up into an army though they wanted to like you know um they wanted to like you know soy face in DC bars on the morning of the uh, testimony this summer <laughs> Dave Courtney Hugo Chavez in nonce Baz the next generation <laughs> um, so I th- think there's there's another thing going on as well right which is that. There has been a a split, right, between the Q people and the broader right. And whether that's sort of mm-hmm. Alex Jones disavowing them or this sort of causing some, like, at least reputational embarrassment for, like, Ted Cruz and Josh Hawley and stuff. Um, I, I sort of describe this in part one of this episode, right, as thinking about the American national id of QAnon is correctly identified and are mer- moving with the current mm-hmm. of the American nation, such as greatness defined by white supremacy, exceptionalism, Sort of rejection of decline, the story of restoration, like, mm. but that the Volksgeist, as represented by them, has become completely unmoored from any kind of from the political apparatus of the Republican Party, whose job is to react to and channel it to then like serve the ends of capital. Yeah, yeah, right? yeah. It has become completely unmoored from them, or so it seems, right? Because, but I, I, I think there are lots of people who are, you know, once again talking about the death knell of the Republican Party. But, you know, in 2006, it was predicted that the Republican Party would be out of power for a generation. And it squared the circle with birtherism and Trumpism and ultimately QAnon. Yeah, well, I, right? I, think, I think the thing is, right, it's not the death knell of the Republican Party, but it is the death knell of a Republican Party that does not involve Trump, right? The Lincoln Project is doomed to failure. Well, um, it's not doomed to failure. The Lincoln Project successfully integrated into the Democratic Party. Yeah, that's <laughs> true. They, they won the Democratic Party over. They did the entryism. But my point is that like Trump, Trump now, uh, wh- whatever we think he's going to do after his presidency, whether that's the like Trump presidential library with the copy of Bloodsport or whatever, um, he's won Peron now. And I mean that in the sense of uh, this whole swath of politics is going to be post-Trumpism and about trying to claim the legacy of Donald Trump. Mm. And it's a kind of capture that hasn't happened since Reagan. Um, Mm. And, you know, I can only hope that this ends the same way it did for Juan Perón, which is 50 years later, someone breaks into his mausoleum and cuts the hands off his body for some fucking reason. (laughs) Yeah, to get the ultimate stranger. 
Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I've got beautiful hands. I tell you, if you could jack off with my hands, you'd, you'd love to. They're beautiful. <laughs> um, <laughs> I, I never believe, have. I always had women do it. <laughs> yeah. There will, never be, there will never be peace in the US until we deploy peacekeeping troops from the Falkland Islands Defense Force. That's right. They are Terry the only Peck. people who can restore order. Yeah. The ghost of Terry Peck. So, I mean, Annie, again, I'm, I'm sort of interested to see sort of what you think about this, right? This political force that has become unmoored that needs to be reintegrated somehow, right? Yeah, I mean, and I'm, I'm quite intrigued by, by this question because I think Alice is, is spot on um, that this is probably going to be how the Republican Party, the only way the Republican Party can continue to capture that legacy. And I'm not particularly convinced by Ted Cruz or Josh Hawley's kind of like about faces and kind of like, oh, well, we, di- we didn't mean it, do you know? Um, because naturally, if it makes logical sense that if you think the election has been, has been stolen to, to like do a little revolution, a do you know? Belt. <laughs> yeah. Nobody asked who I was until I put on the wolf pelt. Yeah, yeah. And then everyone's big... like, "Aren't you the Kushan?" <laughs> yeah. yeah, there's a big glass thing that says "Break glass in case of stolen election." There's a little booklet inside there, and then page one, like hundred point font, is "Steal AOC's shoes." That's right. <laughs> yeah, I've got it. Yeah, I'm pretty sure the answer is in there, guys. Yeah. Joke off with Jesus. Yeah. I'll uh, look at these in the bathroom. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Why have you got Donald Trump's hands as well? Like that's none of your business. <laughs> <laughs> Look, I have a very specific fetish. I thought I would never get off in my life. What you? I don't even care about politics. I'm a libertarian. I don't give a shit about this. This is just my specific fetish. You guys are all insane. I'm just a pervert. Okay, <laughs> let's get that clear. I don't believe in any of this storm shit. You guys are all fascists. I just want to come into these shoes. (laughs) Is that so wrong? (laughs) That's a misdemeanor at most. 